Okay, so we are coming back for a hard city, act two. Um, and tonight we've got Ian, Polly, and Clay's joining us. And then Nat, who was here for act one, isn't here this session. So we will just play around him and it'll all work out. Um, okay, and let's see. I guess I will start with a little bit of an intro. Um, now, just to double check, when we last session we played, we kind of like, I think we ended at the point where um, Ace and Rudy and um, Lana were discussing about going back to O'Donnell's office to break into the safe. Is that correct? Polly. I think so. Is it either, either that or we, or you guys could go just so we can pick up at the bar. Um because uh, yeah. I was still I was at the bar watching everybody, right? So and then uh Yeah, you're at the bar you're at the like the like the, the lucky horseshoe or something and you're watching all the newsies. And then after that, uh I think you were heading back and going to meet up again. Um but, all right, well, let's just pick up, I think, with you guys still at the bar, trying to decide what to do. The camera fades up from black to light shining on dark water, grainy black and white. The camera pans upward and you see from way out on the lake looking south, there is the lit up skyline of Knoxburg. Over the skyline appears the words, hard city, a friend in need. And then a moment later, act two. There's a flash of lightning in the distance and the title card fades away. We crossfade to a closer view from high up on the Bay Bridge support tower, still looking at the city skyline. Below, a scattering of car and truck headlights shine as they cross the bridge. The card Wednesday, 11 p.m. comes up. There's another flash of lightning beyond the skyscrapers, brighter this time, and then the card flades out. The camera drops down below the bridge and continues south to pan past the ramshackle tenements and flop houses that cling to the slope overlooking the river. A downpour has started and water is now rushing down the steeply inclined streets, flowing around parked cars like boulders in a mountain stream. The camera focuses on a beaten door with a small diamond-shaped window in the middle. It's covered with a sheet of old newspaper. The pirates shut out the cubs, three zip, it reads, at an odd angle. An old shop window, surrounded by peeling paint and now filled in with glass bricks, uh, gleams vaguely with a buttery light next to the door. It's Mikey's place. Thunder rumbles, and a moment later the door opens and Ace sticks his head out, cigarette in the corner of his mouth. He looks at the water rushing down the sidewalk and over the concrete step and then glares upward accusingly at the clouds for a moment before flicking his butt out into the torrent and closing the door again. Okay, so I guess uh, Ace and Lana are at Mikey's place. Yep. And Rudy has had to go off and use to do do something with his cab. You're not sure what. And Lana's eating a sandwich. So, what are you thinking, Ace? Well, 
What are we gonna do? Are we gonna uh, bust this thing open? Gonna toss it out the window? Just take the safe and toss it out the window? Or are we gonna be a little more stealthy about the whole thing? It'd be great if we could be stealthy. I don't really have the skills for it though. So, do you know somebody who could safe crack? Um, maybe. And keep their mouth shut. That's that's a little harder, you know. <laughs> hmm. Well, with the right tools, Lana, you can probably you think you can probably open that safe. Well, I mean, you may, not, you may not be as fast as like somebody who does it like professional, like, but you know, it falls within your uh, skill set. What do you need? What would you need to get this done? Well, I've got a I got a, a stethoscope. So what I basically need is um good kind of pair of pliers, some some little uh, tweezery things, and uh <clears throat> a safe room where nobody's gonna walk in on us while we're doing it. Hmm. That's probably the hard thing, because I that thing is how big was it? Was it like T V size or radio it's size? About a meter by a meter, I think. That, right? that, that's gonna be hard to move if it's like solid steel, right? It's better if we can open it there. I don't want to. I think if we have to try to move it, it's just going to be a kerfluffle. Yeah, so <clears throat> we need need a lookout while you do your fine work. Yeah. Well. Okay, so Lana, you figure that uh, you can probably get those tools from pretty much. Um, well, do you think you would have those tools? Probably. I don't think I was prepared for it or expecting a safe, so I wasn't bringing all that with me, but yeah. I know I've got the set. Yeah, it may just be the main thing is like a stethoscope or something, so you can hear the tumblers. That's the big one, yeah. Yeah, and then the rest of it's just you know, <clears throat> patience and not, not having to look over, have eyes in the back of my head, so if somebody can keep the place safe, then we're good to go. And I say we just do the, 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 the we do the same the same shtick. You know, there's big knuckle draggers that are that are custodians too. So as long as we got the outfit, we're probably fine. Bring a bucket, a mop, and a plunger, and you're, you're nobody's going to question anything. Okay. So we'll go ahead and say that you 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 know where to get stethoscope from somebody who's not going to talk too much about it. Uh, and uh, and it's actually not too far of a walk from Mikey's place from Bridgetown up there um, it's a little late for anything other than a cab um, but you know maybe Rudy comes back maybe he was in the John this whole time but he can give you a ride and then he'll he can basically like keep watch or be your getaway and yeah. wait outside. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. So you guys head on over, and now, like I said, it's probably about uh, close to 12 by the time you get to the Hawk Publishing Building. And Rudy kind of, like, pulls the cab over around the corner, kind of like where he was parked the other, earlier today, watching uh, people come out. Um, but now it's the streets pretty deserted with all the rain and uh everything. 
and and you can see that the front entrance to the building is still open and there's a guy sitting at the desk now as far as like uh what uh ace is wearing So you were wearing earlier, you said that you're wearing like black slacks and a green shirt. Yeah. And you yeah. got your trademark uh, cap. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Let me just uh, <clears throat> see if I can smooth talk, fella. Like I had to get a plumber. Somebody clogged the clogged the thing with something nasty. All right, so you're going to come in and tell a story? Well, I'm not going to tell a story unless somebody says something, but you know what I mean? Don't offer anything. But if they say something, then I'll say it. Like, who's that guy? Like, oh, he's the okay. you know. Hey, do we, do we have a bag or a toolbox we can put stuff in? I can just, like... Yeah, we should, we should have all the... All the we <laughs> should have a bucket, we should have a plunger, we should have a big wrench, we should have a... You know, yeah, we should have some gack. So we look yeah. like we're set for the job. Yeah, you got you got the 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 maid stuff earlier today. So yeah, presumably you still have that. You're still wearing your outfit. Yeah, just we can throw some stuff into a bucket because plumbers. It's not a. I I've seen plumbers walking into a place and it's just like they got a toolbox and they got a bucket full of stuff. Okay. Maybe we should ask Mikey. Mikey will have some stuff. <laughs> I got a box behind the bar. Yeah. Let's see if we can get a pipe wrench. Pipe wrench would be good for protection anyways. <laughs> maybe a maybe a plunger. <laughs> there you go. Helped with taking the door off the, the safe there. <laughs> Alright, so you've got some tools taken from Mikey's place, a plunger. Um etc. And you come in through the rain and then through the the, the uh, revolving door into the lobby and it's just big marble room with just like elevators at the far end and a desk with a guy with a little reading lamp in front of it and he looks up from his magazine as you guys kind of come in half interested. Yeah, give them the usual kind of wave as you head towards the elevator bay. <clears throat> he coughs, and he yeah. holds up a clipboard. Oh, yeah, I'll sign us in. No big deal. Yeah, you can see there's a few people that have come in and out. Looks like the sign-in starts at about, like, you know, 7 o'clock. Okay. Cool. I'm not using my real name. Hope that's okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that to him. I'm just saying, I'm not using my. <laughs> what name do you put down? Fealty Price. And plus one. Plus one. All right. So he kind of goes back to his magazine. He doesn't really care very much, mm. and. You take the elevator up to the seventh floor? Yep. Okay. Head for that office door. Okay. Which is probably still unlocked. 
As you come up the hall, you see up ahead, indeed, there is the, the office door. And you can tell it's still unlocked because it's slightly ajar. And there's right. a light on inside. I'm going <clears> to <throat> nudge Ace. And like, we may, be, we may have somebody waiting for us in there. Yeah. Eyes on it. All right. Shall we poke our heads in, or shall we? Oh, we're doing closer. something. Real closer <laughs> and listen first might be a good idea. See what's yeah. what we're going to get into. All right. So you sidle up close to the door. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're trying to sneak. Yep. Do you have a sneaky type tag? I'm, I'm a veteran. Other than that, no. Calm under pressure. An infiltrator. I got stealthy, but I don't have a check mark in it. Okay, but you have it. But you have it under infiltrator, so you can yeah. make. Um, you can make a D. I guess it's a D six, single die roll. Okay. Is that correct? I best stay back with all the gear. Okay. <laughs> Old <Right>. ham hands. <laughs> One die six. I'm going to roll. Let's uh, go. Actually, two five. die six. I'm sorry. Two d six. Oh, okay. Oh. <clears throat> I got a five on the first roll, and I got two threes on the second roll. So you got a what? Uh, I rolled one die and I got a five, and then I rolled again with two because you said use two dice, and I got two threes. So I was just going to take whatever of that. So okay. I guess I got a five and a three. Well, uh, so if we go with the two threes, then that's a failure. Um, so as you're kind of coming up on there, um, you know, you're still kind of wet from getting out of the car and coming inside. So it's uh, your shoe kind of squeaks. And you hear like a chair shift inside. Cool. A scuff of a shoe. I'm gonna stand behind Ace because I don't have any big weapons. Like, let's go say howdy. That's not true. I have a scalpel, but that's not really helpful. <laughs> but terrifying. Yep. All right, Ace, what do you do? I'll start looking through my gear. Be prepared. <laughs> have my pipe wrench in hand. All right, so you got a pipe box, a pipe, your toolbox in one hand and the pipe wrench in the other? Yeah. Okay. The door opens outward. And I'm telling you that the door opens outward. Sorry. I guess it sounds like it sounds like something that actually happens. Yeah. And yeah, that bucket of stuff we got from Mike have a plunger in it? Yeah, I think I said you guys had a plunger. Yeah, I'm going to grab the plunger. 
Nobody wants to be plungered in the face. Yeah. yeah you've, you've seen Mikey's bathroom. Yeah. Uh. Especially on Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, with your pie prints, you open the door. Like, sure. I guess. Yeah. All right. Hello. <laughs> and inside, you can see sitting at a desk by the door, the one that um, Lana figured was probably Maddie's desk. There is a guy in a suit kind of like leaning back on the chair and he's got what looks like an old issue of Ooh La La open in his lap and a pistol out. Um, and he's got a fedora sitting on the desk. And he says, can't you see we're closed? Sorry, I just have a job to do. Could you point me in the direction of the little boy's room? Down the hall, I guess. Right, man. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and you just close the door and leave? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll tell Lana to follow me down okay. the hall. Yeah. So we can <laughs> discuss our plan. <laughs> well, we should have brought a gun or, or at least a, you know, backup, but. All right. It's just a dude with a pistol. I'm not overly worried. It's not the guy, though, that actually should be in that office. No. We know who he is. So, wonder if this somebody's waiting for a friend here. That would make sense. Yeah, this is when the deal goes down. Well, what should we do? Should we? Uh, shall we wait and see? Oh, I don't really want to hang out in the bathroom. <laughs> How many other offices are off this off the, the on this floor? Oh, probably like about a dozen total. Something in that neighborhood. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we could go hang out in one of the other offices and, and sort of keep an eye out but i mean that's sort of well either we take out the guy with the gun and try and open up the safe or we wait and see what happens i say we take out the guy with the gun how hard can you throw that wrench uh pretty good yeah <laughs> I can take a well, hit if he shoots me, so. <laughs> oh, I should check my underworld contacts if I know this guy. If I 
I should roll for Check that. Check Underworld Contacts to see if you know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Do I roll or? Um. You know what? I want to say that even if you succeeded, you still don't know this guy. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. Hmm. But let's see. Oh man, do you have what? What's your what are your three trademarks? I have a goon and an enforcer, and uh, huge. It's my huge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then. Um... Lana, you have educated infiltrator and uh, what was the third one? Veteran. Veteran, that's right. Yeah. So I have uh, check barked, calm under pressure, disguise, and persuade. So what I'm thinking is that I'll go in first and go, look, dude, fella, I still got to clean this office. I don't get paid if it ain't clean. And just basically play the stubborn custodian. And if I can distract him long enough, then you, you, you know, give him a shiner. But let me go in first and see if I can, you know, distract him with cleaning or something. Give me, both of you, since you both have sort of criminal uh, trademarks, uh, and you have Infiltrator, and mm -hmm. uh, Paul, you have, uh, like, what was it, Enforcer? Yeah. Uh, both of you give me a 2d6 roll uh, and tell me if you... I got a double six. Wow. Dope. Oh. Thank you, roll a die. So that's a success with a boon. Um, okay, so oh, I just mean that I do it like like leaning over and shifting my hip weight a lot, but whatever. <laughs> whatever it takes. I got two fives. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a partial. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh so as you're thinking through your plan, um, you suddenly remember something about the guy that you, as you kind of glimpsed it through around the big guy in front of you, uh, you're pretty sure he's a flat foot. Or <coughs> Flat foot? What? Mm. Detective type, huh? Well, just an undercover or a plainclothes cop. Yeah. Or an yep. ex-cop, which then could be a detective. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well. Something about the cheap suit and the attitude. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to kill him. Just give him a shiner. Pop the safe and get out. Not a big deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My guy's dumb as a rock, so okay. Okay, George. <laughs> okay, Lana. Let's do it. <laughs> we could get one of those things where you, if you're, you're strong enough, you could hold him by the ankle out the window and he'll tell us everything we need to know. Hopefully it won't come to that, but I'm just saying that could be a thing. 
Right now, I just want to get in the safe. Yeah. But if he's waiting, that means the other guy's going to be back soon. No, we're ready for him, too. We'll put down a bunch of micro machines and some, some blue crab <laughs> and peat buckets on ropes. It'll be fine. Well, I mean, we're either we we advance this or we run away. But if we run away, we don't get the content that the mob boss basically threatened our lives over to make him do. So, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, just like we could wait for the wait for the guy to show up. The cop talks to him, gets freaked out, and then he goes, and then we just bust it open then, right? So. Could just be patient. Could be patient. I'm so sit, good at patient. Just sit in the bathroom and do some paperwork. It's all good. <laughs> all right, well, let's give it an hour and see where it goes. How long ago was I there before this guy showed up? Like, it was, it's only been a couple hours since I was there before, right? Yeah, you were there probably about five hours ago. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'll wait a little bit, but I'm not confident anybody's showing up. Okay, well, let's give it an hour. I'll go take a pirate toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun. Just for fun. Okay. About um, thirty-five minutes goes by, and then you can, from the bathroom door, you hear the elevator ding. <laughs> All right, we're we're on attention. Then we're waiting for. See who it is. Can we sneak a peek? You want to sneak the peek? Yeah, so I'll say that the bathrooms are probably, the men's room and the women's room are down sort of like off of a T-shaped hallway outside where the elevator is. So as you kind of pull open the door and peek out, you can see... Um, um, the cop uh, getting on the elevator and then door closes. Clickety, clickety, click. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so if they're in the room now. Oof. I don't know, do I want to sneak over and try to listen? You got your stethoscope. Put it up to the <laughs> glass. I do. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take my shoes off and try to sneak over and, and listen through the door. Well, okay, so you saw the cop leave. Oh, I thought, I, I thought the guy went into the room. Okay, I misunderstood. Okay. Yeah, no, it was the... 
you heard basically, I guess he went down, called the elevator, you heard it ding when it arrived, and then you just saw him as he got on the elevator and left. Cool. All right. Then let's go get it. <laughs> okay. I'm so still, you had a. What's I'm still, that? I'm still working on this toilet. Give me a second. <laughs> There's just water spraying everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, diversion. <laughs> I'll take the pipe wrench to like a, a sink too. <laughs> okay. So you come down the hallway and open up the door, which again, the lock um so you forced it open then you left it unlocked before right yeah yep. so this time when you come down uh the door is locked again that means the cop has a key what a jerk uh yeah so we're gonna have to pick the lock again or or force it one or the other you picked it last time yeah I'd prefer to pick it because it's less conspicuous so that's what I would do. <laughs> okay give her yep do I need to roll again for that yeah let's see um last time we decided you didn't have lock picks and so you just had to force it with your uh thing yeah I think in my mind, I know it's a lock picking tool, but in my mind, it's like a Korean metal chopstick. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Uh, I got a nine. So you rolled a five and a six? A uh, five and a four. Five and a four. All right. That's a partial success. So, yeah. Which I'll say in this case is enough. So it takes you a little bit longer than you, you'd like, but uh, you're able to get the tumbler turned and it opened. Awesome. I'll say a small woot and quietly creak the door open and head straight to the safe and start putting my stethoscope on it and wave at and, and, and please ace, watch the door, watch the elevator. Don't let anybody come stop us. Okay. All right. I will watch the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you give me a roll. Let's see, you've got infiltrator. You do not have a check for safe cracking. Nope. Um, but you have a stethoscope, so I'll say that this time allows you to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because safe cracker is in my infiltrator suite. It's just not check marked. Yeah. Um, so roll 2d6. Yep. And tell me what each die is. I got a 6 and a 4. All right, that's a success. So you spin the, the tumblers around just like your daddy taught you, and with the stethoscope, you're able to hear them fall into place and gently turn the handle and pull it open. Cool. And inside you see there's a lot of folders and look, looks like a petty cash box. Nice. Uh, I'm going to quickly uh, pull the folders and put them on the desk and go through them. 
uh, and I will. I'm, I'm really concerned about the pay cash at the moment, but I'll mention to Ace, hey, if you want a little treat, there's some money in there. And uh, yeah, start going through the folders. Okay. So as you go through the folders, you see that there's a bunch of different ones. Some of them have some important people's names on them and have some pretty, pretty hot photos. But as you pull out the one on top, you see is labeled Judy Marino, which you know is Luke's fiance, because right. that's what uh, Big Tito told you. Yeah. Big Tito. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to satchel that one or put it in my, you know, whatever, put it wherever I could stow it. And then I'm taking all those other folders and put them into a garbage can and setting them on fire. Okay. Come on fire. Yeah. And then I'm going to point like, Ace, but don't forget to take that money. And then we're out of there. Because then it looks like a common theft and, and uh, hopefully they don't notice the one folder is missing. Yeah. Okay. I'll put the money in the, in the toolbox. Cool. Okay. And then we're out of there. There's like about 180 bucks in there. Nice. Tacos for everybody. Uh, the fire in the uh, do you do you let the fire burn all the way down? Do you put it out, or you just walk out leaving it burning behind you? I'm just gonna leave it burning behind me because I'm a lady that likes drama. That's true. And we're so out. So I walk there. out of the office with flames behind you in slow motion. Well, and then it's a garbage you... can fire. It's not particularly spectacular, but you yeah, know, people smoked in their office then, so it's probably pretty all right. And then as you're coming out the door, the elevator dings again. And then down the hallway, it opens up, and you see your cop friend along with another cop, and they see you. <laughs> All right, we're in combat. <laughs> Great. Oh. We don't have guns. Uh, so I say we drop back into the office for once. We have some cover. But uh, from there... And I'll remind yeah. you that you're, you're kind of like midway down the hallway, so you're distance-wise... Oh, that's a good point. You are, you're like far from them. Well, so they, we've got so they, a wrench, a toolbox, and a plunger. I'm sure we can figure something out. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Is there a, a fire exit close to there us? There is. Actually, Lana scoped it out earlier. It's at the end of the hall, the other way from the elevator. Let's bolt it. <laughs> Sounds good Jeez, to me. I... Serpentine, serpentine. Serpentine, right. totally. <laughs> And then okay, so you... if there's an alarm, we'll pull the alarm. You're going to try to... There's probably a fire alarm in this building, because this is a printing building, so yeah. fire would be a big deal. Um, I'll say that there is one that is... You can probably get to this round, or there's probably one down the hallway going away from the guys that you could probably grab. Yeah. I'll go As down the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's go yeah. away from the guys with the guns and run for the fire exit for sure. Okay. Uh, so you're both running and uh, you've got your your uh, your tools and you're running chunk 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 the tools and well, and Mike's bucket with the plunger and the other stuff we we grab <laughs> toilet brush whatever toilet brush <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got your feather duster or whatever yeah okay 
Um, so these guys are going to both take a shot at you, guys. Okay. I'll use my fist like ham hocks to take a hit. <laughs> just, just punch the bullets. Just punch them right out of the air. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I want to say, yeah, probably. Um, well, I'm gonna go for this one. One of them is going to definitely shoot at you, Ace. The other one, I'm going to give a 50% chance he also shoots at you because you look at the like the bigger threat. Little do they realize. So yeah, so they're both going to take a shot at you, Ace. Okay. Um, so to do that. Okay, are you trying to do anything to avoid getting hit? Is this the serpentine or something like that? Yeah, I got a dodge thing in my enforcer. Oh, you got a dodge stick. Okay. Yeah, but it's not start. Cool. So. Okay, so you get to roll three action dice because you get one because it's a roll, one because you have a trademark, and one because you have the edge. Oh, okay. And you know what? I'm going to give you a fourth one because this is far distance and they're shooting pistols at you. Okay. But they get to put... Um, three danger dice so for the first and that's true for both of them so you get to roll four action dice and then roll three more dice for the danger dice and we'll figure out if they succeed or to hit you or not okay so so the, all the dice are six side d6 all the dice are six sided right. um this makes this is simpler when you have physical dice of two colors yeah because then you can just match and, like, you know, because each danger die negates an action die of the same success level. Right. Okay. Here we go. I get to roll four, right? So. Yep. Oh, right. Oh, nice. Okay. I got five, four, a five, and a six. Now roll your three danger dice. Two ones and a six. <laughs> nice. All right. So the six and the six cancel each other out. Okay. And then you said that your other action dice were what? A five and a two fives? Two fives and a four. Okay. okay. So that's three partial successes. And he only, his other die was a, was a, his other dice were two fails. They yeah. rolled ones. Um, so you get a partial success. Um, which you take a light wound. Nice. So note that. Okay. So can right. I use? And now let's, I... let's do it again for the second guy because he's also shooting at you. Okay. Same deal. Same deal. All right. Here we go. Four. Oh, that one's not as good. I got a one, a four, a six, and a one. Ooh. And the danger dice are a one, a five, and a two. Oh, cool. Okay. So it sounds like you succeed, because it sounds like he didn't get any six to cancel out your six. No. Okay. 
So the second one completely misses you. All right. So I take a, a graze or whatever? Yeah, you take a graze. It's a light wound. Um, just keep track of it. And so it lowers your grit down uh, by one. Okay. I do have take a hit on with my take a hit and start on my enforcer thing. So I don't know if that helps or not. Well, I forget what that one is. It's, uh... well, okay. So I think that's for punches, though. Okay. But definitely remember that, because I think what that means is that it can give you an extra die when you're in a fist fight. Mm. So you get an extra di like you can say, oh, I'm I've got my edge and I'm using take a hit. So that means, you know, when the guy punches me, that gives me an extra action die to avoid taking damage. Basically, yeah, when it comes in and it's like, OK, we're going to do a roll, you know, you want to take a look at any anything in the environment or on your character or anything in the situation that would give you more dice. Uh, and then I'm trying to figure out how many danger dice I can apply. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so this will get faster the more we do it. Alright. Yeah. Okay. So both of you basically are booking, uh, which is your primary action. So you're able to get to the um, window with the fire escape. And also um, you as a as a like a minor action, you're able to also pull down on the chain for the fire alarm. Which then begins ding 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 ding. All right. All right. You got a closed window in front of you. Next round. Um, also, when we're in combat, it's important to know that we do actions in terms of talking, moving, shooting, and fighting. So, really, you guys would have moved, and then those guys would have shot after you moved. Okay. All right. So, we so um so opening the window getting out on the fire escape i thought there was a fire door that's a window and a fire escape okay well that's what we gotta do yeah i will say let's open the fire door <laughs> and then we'll move and then we'll take a shot and then we'll fight <laughs> Aha. Aha. <laughs> uh, uh, there was for some reason the way you said that reminds me of George Carlin talking about hockey. Oh yeah, <laughs> you remember this? I think so. Yeah, he's just like he's like it's why he's like talking about what's wrong with all the different sports, and so he kind of says, you know, hockey is is basically three activities in one. It's uh, playing stickball, it's ice skating, and it's a fist fight. Yep. And so he's like, why don't you just do them one at a time? You know, <laughs> you, you go out, you play a little stickball, then you guys go ice skating, and then you have a fist fight. And some games are like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good ones. So you guys spend your turn coming through the window, and these guys are going to like tell you, you know, please stop. And they're going to try to move closer to you guys. And let's see, are they going to stop and shoot, or are they going to keep running? All right. One of them stops and takes another shot. Uh, no. At you, Polly. No. And the other one is going to keep running. He's like basically just booking, trying to like grab Lana before she disappears out the window, which uh, he's not going to successfully do this this turn. 
All right, so give me a roll. You're, you're shot being shot at again. Same Mr. deal. Mr. Ace. Okay. Same deal. Same deal. Okay. Okay, six, three, five, one. And the danger die is three, five, one. So he does not hit. Okay, awesome. So the bullet slams into the plaster next to you. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll say that basically to do the movement turn, you used your primary action to get the window open, being strong and the window being like stuck. Yeah. And then Lana used your route, your turn to actually go out the window. So they actually didn't have a shot at you anyway. Uh, because I forgot, again, movement happens before shooting. No. <laughs> okay, so next round. Talking, moving. Uh, you can climb through the window there, Ace, before they have a chance to shoot again. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. Or the one that ran last turn and didn't shoot. He's close enough that if you wanted to slug him, you could as well. Mm. But that would mean that you're still in the hallway when the guy behind him has a chance to shoot again. Yeah. No, I'll I'll get out the window and get prepared with my pipe wrench. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Batter's up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and then Lana, I'm assuming you're heading down, not not waiting around. Nope, not waiting around. Okay. How um, high? How high are we? <laughs> you're on the seventh Better story. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So describe what you're doing, Polly. Um, so you moved out the window. Are you going down the steps immediately, or are you like leaning up against the wall, waiting for someone to stick their head out with your wrench out? Number two. <laughs> Number two. Okay. <laughs> so you're lying in wait, um, which again is like this huge guy just climbed out the window and disappeared. Where'd he go? <laughs> well, but it's but it's night and it's raining. It's really hard to see out there. Yeah. And he might have went down the staircase, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so now you want to get the drop on this guy as he comes out the window. And... Getting the drop. Okay, so I'll say that because of that situation, you get you can have the drop on him, which means you get to do your fighting turn before he has a chance to move or shoot. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you what action dice can you apply to your whacking him with a pipe wrench? Um, I got brawl. I think that might work. It'll do it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Anything else? Um, I think it's just trademark and brawl. I got brawl, I got strong, and I got fists like ham hocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so. That should be enough to crush him. <laughs> well, yeah. that's what I'm trying to figure out, yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially with a pipe wrench. There's not going to be much left. <laughs> All right, well, uh, so I guess that's definitely three action dice. 
Uh, and you got the drop bottom, so... Since he's only halfway out the window when he sticks his head out, I'll say he gets one... There's one danger dice. That, okay. Um, in case he is able to jerk his head back fast enough if he sees you. Okay. But I'm actually, I'm going to say, because it's raining and it's dark, I'm going to give you a fourth danger or fourth action die. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> uh, it's like two, two, three, and six. And he gets, how many do you get? One? One. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, he got a one. Okay. <laughs> so he sticks his head out and he kind of looks up at you just, and the last thing he sees is pipe wrench That's... and a flash of lightning. <laughs> What's his friend see? Just like... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say that, yeah, you clock him, but good, and he kind of like, land, like lands face down on the, the sill. Do you stick around, or you take off at this point? I'll take off. <laughs> I'll go okay. down. <laughs> Using... Okay. Having, like, the toolbox over my head so I don't get shot. <laughs> the other cop sticks his head out, and he keeps, like, tries to shoot at you, but there's fire escapes in the way, so just a bullet ricochets off the iron railing. Nice. And right. you guys get down, slide down the, the ladder, down to the back alley, and... Go find Rudy? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Perfect. All right. So get in the cab, take off, and what? where to? Where else? Mikey's. <laughs> All right. It's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and I got it's, Thursday. it's Thursday now. Oh, All right. I got... Uh... You got to take his bucket back. Yeah. And I got a hundred and what? Like 130 bucks or something? 180. Yeah. Oh, 180 bucks. Nice. Cool. All right. So you're back at the bar and you've got the you got the file folder. Yeah. You should put this in a safe place. What do you think, Lana? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're going to have to return it to, that, to the, the fella, I guess. And it's up to him what he wants to do with it. The Tito. Yeah. Well. What time is it? It's like just after 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's like 1 o'clock or something. Was Tito's a restaurant? No, he was at the restaurant. We don't know where he is right now. So it's not Tito's place. Or is it? So you look inside You look inside the folder or you leave it closed? I mean, I would have looked on the desk just to make sure there's something in there, but that's as far as I would have gone. Well, I look inside. There's a couple of slips of paper. I mean, because I don't particularly need to know people's dirty secrets. I don't care. Well, you see that there's a hotel receipt in there, and there is like something that looks kind of like a, a receipt or something, but it's covered in Chinese. Can anybody around that reads Chinese? I wonder. Well, Ace knows somebody. Yeah, I know a lady. You know, we should talk to her then. Let's find out what this says. All right. Yeah. Go play a visit to, to Leia. Maybe she can help us out. So we'll get Rudy to give us a ride over to Chinatown. You sure can. All right. Okay. Now, you know, uh, this, this broad Leia, you know where she works, but you might have to ask around uh, since it's kind of late. It's after hours. Yeah, true. 
Where does she work again? Mm. <laughs> At a curio shop in yeah. Chinatown. They won't be open right now. Maybe Probably we not. should maybe we should shut her down for the rest of the evening. Yeah, let's catch a catch a snooze and then uh I wanna go tidy up, get out of this custodian's outfit, and then let's meet back here uh when Mike's opens it, whatever it was, it was pretty early, but whatever. I had the crack of noon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, Mikey probably wants to kick you guys out at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you go back to your your uh, respective uh, apartments, sleep, get a couple hours Jedi, and then roll out and reassemble. <laughs> roll out. <laughs> And this morning is the rain has pretty much stopped and now it looks like it's a, going to be kind of a clear day a little later. But right now it's still a little overcast and Rudy's off. He's got to do his job. Works a regular job. Yep. So you guys are on your own. Well, I think let's go to Chinatown. Yeah. Okay. Grab a streetcar, head up to downtown and to Chinatown district. And you find the curio shop, which probably is just opening up around this time. Cool. All right, let's now, go Now, Clay, in. is your character... You've got, like, a job job, right? Figured that my character has a this job is where you job. Live. Right. So I live in Chinatown above the curio shop. Okay. And I have a job job in a legitimate bookstore, kind of... Not legitimate bookstore, let's just say an um, <laughs> antiquarian bookshop. Yes. In... Oh, what's the main city called? Knoxburg. Knoxburg, yes. So I have downtown a Knoxburg. in downtown Knoxburg. I'm in an I work in an antiquarian bookshop where I go by Leia in the curio shop, which is run by a family member. They would call me Jali. Is that the right pronunciation? Looks like G L E, but I think it's pronounced yeah. Jali. 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 So I'll say that these two are there kind of like outside the curio shop asking around when you are probably coming down because it's like a Thursday morning. Yes. So I'm coming down. I'm it's coming down. I'm going to open up the shop for my cousin and, uh, or uncle or cousin slash uncle and put the money in the till dust things open up a little bit and then he'll come down and run the shop and I'll go over to my other job. So. He's still eating his breakfast. Yeah. So describe your characters again. So Ian and then oh. Polly, as you, I guess, come into the shop. Sure. I am a, uh, a slender, weathered uh, African-Asian woman who uh, carries herself like she was in the military and basically looks like a nurse ratchet if she were of color. Um, very prim. Or, uh, How are you or, dressed today? And uh, wearing a, a conservative uh, tornucky sweater sort of thing with a jacket, blazer, and uh, pantsuit pants sort of thing. Because uh, she's not going to be bothered wearing a dress unless she actually is working. Um, yeah. So... And boots. So she looks like she might have just come from working at the docks a little bit, but whatever. 
It's practical okay, clothing. Ace. So Ace has a hulking figure, normally wearing green pants and a black shirt. And my trademark cap. Oh, where did you get grazed? Oh, yeah. Let's say, like, the shoulder or something like that. It's like... Okay. Yeah. So you probably banged that up, poured a little whiskey on it last night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Today I'll be, like, wearing a pea coat on top of everything. Left side of my face is scarred. Um, blue eyes and, uh, have short crop brown hair. And hams, hands like, fists like ham hocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a medical condition. It runs in my family. Yeah. <laughs> my mother, she had hams like ham hock fists too. <laughs> All right, Clay, can you describe Jali? So Jali um, is uh, probably 24 and is half Chinese. Um, her father is Midwestern and met her mother outside of Shanghai uh, in the 30s. He was working for an oil company over there and... Um, then they came back right as communism was really taking hold in the country. So he got her out. So Jali has grown up with the local in Chinatown here, but hasn't ever been to China. Um, she's very bookish. And have you all seen the movie The Big Sleep? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so there's a part where Humphrey Bogart goes into a bookshop while he's he's he needs a place to kind of watch the shop across the street. So he goes into this other bookshop that's a legitimate bookshop, and there's a young woman working there who kind of, you know, closes up the shop so they can peek through the shutters, and she's pretty fun and, you know, fast-talking, smart, broad type. So that's what I kind of imagine that Jolly is very similar kind of character so she's got big dreams you know she wants to she's living above the curio shop with her dad who's kind of an invalid these days and she owes money to the triad um so she has to fill in at the curio shop for her cousin at times but she what she really wants to do is become a writer go off into the big wide world do something exciting with her life and um but right now you know she's smart detailed orient detail oriented uh and you know is friendly and she's nice looking she likes to dress fashionably she probably starts her morning off wearing a slightly more you know asian chinese style locally, you know, made silk shirt and skirt, but probably changes into something more Western looking when she heads to her other job. So she's kind of leading a double life. Is that good? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's plenty. Is that too much? <laughs> Sorry. You assess all of this about her just by looking at her in the first five <laughs> seconds. So... <laughs> 
Ace, I'm like, yeah. good morning. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Might have wanted to get more in, but I'm. Hey, you look great today. <laughs> so do you, Ace. What brings you into this shop? <laughs> I got this. Uh, I got this note here. I was wondering if you could read it for me. It's in Chinese. I, I, this looks like chicken scratches to me. Oh, hand it here. My Chinese is, you know. I can read Mandarin and uh, I can read some dialect too. Um, let me see. I'll help you out. All right. So, looking at the ticket, you can see that it is a laundry ticket for a laundromat or a laundry called uh, Sam Lee. Oh, this is a ticket for the Sam Lee laundromat. Um, I think there's something. Is this yours? You need to pick something up. Did this fall off the back of a truck? <laughs> yeah, back of a truck. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're good people, so you know, just uh, go in and see what it is. All right. So the other thing you know is that this particular laundromat, Sam Lee, is, uh, well, it's actually, there's there's probably about, like, eight different laundromats named, laundries named Sam Lee. It's, like, the most common name for a laundromat, because Sam Lee isn't a name, it means triple fortune in Chinese. Is there an address on the ticket? Uh, yes, there's an address on the ticket, and you know which one it is. Okay. And you have criminal background? Um, I have friends in high places. Friends in high places, yeah. So, um, so based on that trademark, you also know that the laundromat is also kind of a front for something. When I say these are good people, <laughs> what I mean is... They're my kind of people. <laughs> yes. They're good people for you to know. Just don't cross them. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're connected with the Tong. Oh. Is that good or bad for me? <laughs> How do you feel about the Tong, all things considered? Mm, don't feel very good about them. The triads scarred up my face so <laughs> I might have to send Lana over with the ticket <laughs> okay is there going to be a translation problem though if I show up with the ticket as I don't know Mandarin or Cantonese well I mean a lot of customers are not Chinese who use the laundry that's fair okay. yeah I can I mean I can go with you guys That'd be just, great. Uh, Buy a lunch. He's loaded. Let me just call upstairs. <laughs> I mean, let me just pick up the phone and call my cousin and ask him if he's going to be here because this is a little bit earlier than we usually open up the shop. I just happened to get up early this morning. Yeah, it's not too far away. Chinatown's not that big. So I'll I'll call my cousin and let him know that he needs to come in. Okay, and then you all head up the street. 
Sure. Head over to, to Sam Lee. And it's a downstairs uh, shop. You know, those ones where you have to go down like oh. you know five steps to, to go in. Right. And inside looks like a typical laundry. If you didn't know what you know, Clay, you would you would probably assume it was just like every other one. So uh, I'll say hand me the ticket and this will just take a sec. We may okay. need to give them money to pick up whatever this is, but uh, we'll find out. All right. I'll give her, I'll stay outside. I'll give her $20. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. It's like, that's a lot of money then, right? Well, I don't yeah. know what it is. So <laughs> if you need more, just give me a nod. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right on. So you go in and the guy behind the counter kind of moving like a laundry basket over and he sees you and, you know, talks to you in Cantonese and you sort of half understand some of it. So, yeah, I'll say point to the ticket and I'll just say, I'm sure there's something the equivalent of, I'd like to pick this item up. How much? You know, <laughs> he kind of looks at the ticket and then he looks at you and he says, no charge. And then he heads off. And then a moment later, he comes back with a folded, wrapped in paper with string, closed packet. Not too big. Like, only about like this big. So big enough for a bunch of photos. So then I'll just say, you know, thank you. What is thank you in Chinese? That should be something. Xie Yes, I'll say. Or xie xie ni. Xie xie ni. And okay. And you come out. Come out and say, here you go, Ace. That was easy. Here is your $222.32. Yeah. So You shouldn't be walking around with this much cash. Uh, all right. Well, this is a rough neighborhood. <laughs> well, I'm rough, so it's okay. <laughs> Let's go get some egg rolls. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to. Uh, I I've got my city job I need to get to here soon, um, but I'm kind of curious what's in the package. But none of my business. So you guys going to just let Clay's character walk out of the story? No. Or, I want to see. Let's hang out. Let's open it and see what's in it. Maybe it needs translation too. Okay. Here, yeah. let's go. Let's go back to the curio shop because I'm assuming it's like wet around the block or something. Yeah. And we'll go yeah. in the back room. That's there. It's a relatively private spot, and my cousin's half deaf. He won't, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but I'm grabbing some egg rolls. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Wong has the most lovely egg rolls, and she is just right next door. So, she's okay. opening up right now. Nice. That's a pork bun, too. Nice. Let's do it. Oh, do it yeah. upright. Okay. <laughs> you end up coming back to the room with, like, two big bags of, like, you know, dim sum. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, back in the room. Um, yeah, your cousin has a back room where he kind of, like, does, you know, clean up and repairs on curios and things like that and has a big table. Yeah, with a good light and some stools to sit on. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
I'm gonna have an egg roll. <laughs> so what do uh, the ladies do while Ace is, you know, stuffing his face? Uh, open the package carefully and take a look at what's inside. So Lana pulls out her scalpel and carefully snips the paper and the, the string and unfolds it. And inside you see uh, a women's coat folded up. Pretty fashionable. Ooh, nice fabric. All right. Uh, we should go through the coat uh, or I go through the coat, check all the pockets, check the seams, pat the lining and see if there's anything sewn into it. All the usual stuff. All right. Well, you immediately as you're checking the pockets, you find there is something in the pocket. And when you pull it out, it is a small brown bottle about that big. Mm hmm. Seems to be filled with some kind of white powder. Now I got that white line song in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that actually is something I know something about. Not the drug stuff, but just the... The pharmacology. The pharmacology. Mm. Um, what I'm not going to do is stick a pinky into it and then sniff my pinky like cops do in TV shows. That just seems like a horrible idea. Um, what You're going to rub your gums? Yeah, yeah I, I, this is good stuff, you know, whatever. Um, I know, I was just looking at my, my exact skill. Uh, veteran, educated, history. Yeah, I don't really have a, a specific thing that applies other than nurse to, to whatever. So, but, yeah, we should probably well, find out what this is. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you said you're a nurse in the war, so I'll say that you're able to, yeah, you take a little bit out and... Uh, do like a quick, you know, test, and yep, it's cocaine. All right. So if this is the the celebrity girl's coat, then she's on coke. I mean, I don't know if that's a scandal of the century, though. But okay. Yeah. But it's her coat with some drugs, with a receipt from a hotel. I guess next stops the hotel. After we finish this fine vittles. Ooh, yeah. Um, Pork bun. <laughs> I wonder if we could fake it to make it look like this delivery, this package, needs to be delivered back to the hotel as if the hotel sent it to be cleaned. Well, are you explain to, was it Shelly? Yes. Yeah. Shelly, what, what you guys are doing? Yeah, so I'll start. Uh, basically, it'll be just like uh, Fresh Prince. So here's the situation. The parents went away for a three-week vacation, and, and then I'll go from there. But explain how we all got summoned to, to His Highness to make a problem go away. Um, and, and we liberated some, a folder, and it just had, there were two receipts in it, and here we are. Because, you know, it didn't have a big stack of incriminating photos or anything, so we don't really know what the, the incrimination actually is. So the only thing that we found or you found in this coat is in, like, there's no identifying mark on it anywhere, just the yeah, bottle you look of in, You can see that inside the, um, in the lapel, it is, uh, you got a little tag embroidered in there that uh, says uh, Judy Marino, or Judith, probably, Judith Marino. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
I'll go the, over. The hotel receipt is for the Empire Hotel, which is down on the boardwalk. Is this a nice establishment, or is it uh, my kind of it's, establishment? <laughs> it, it's probably nicer than your kind. It's not like the fanciest hotel in town, but like a lot of people come into Knoxburg and like see the sights, like to stay there. It's right, you know, faces out on the lake. It's really close to like you know the Ferris wheel and things like that. Mm. Well, this this I'm assuming this room, this back room, would have a phone in it, right? So. I'm going to grab the phone book and look up Judith Moreno. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, going to call these guys know These guys know who Judith Moreno is, so they oh. can tell you. Okay. Hey. She's, uh... Maybe you don't want to get involved with this. <laughs> Luke Cesar's fiancé. And Luke Cesar is Big Tito's son. And you, of course you know Big Tito, right? Everybody knows Big Tito. I've heard of Big Tito. Yep. Yep. Well, shall we So end? is this the kind of hotel that's going to let people of color in, or is this one of those whites-only hotels? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's see. 1953, probably there you have a very nice entrance of your own. Mm. But this is Ohio. This is Ohio. So it's not the South. No. I think in Ohio, there might just be people that ignore you when you come in the front door or something. Yeah. Or, or they, they, you know, it's like, it's a gray area. I'm not exactly sure, but I feel like it was less overt racism than in the South. It, certainly existed but it was you know yeah more of like, like you you may find that if you tried to book a room there that they suddenly are all booked up but yeah. you're not going to have like literally like sign up saying you can't stay there yeah but um well i mean would it hurt for us to go and at least ask around no no i think we should you, you know, know because we don't have to take the coat but if judith moreno in Luke Cesar is staying there, then, um, I mean, if I don't know if that's what that means, but if they are staying there. You could then... probably call around the hotel and find out if they're yeah. staying there. Yeah. yeah. Save yourself a trip. Let's so start with that. Empire Hotel? Yes. Okay. Hello, Empire Hotel. How can I help you? Yes. Could you connect me with a Judith Moreno? I'm not sure what her room number is. Uh, just a moment. There's like a pause. I'm sorry, we don't have a Judith Marino. Uh, do you have a Luke Cesar staying uh, there? This time is like a shorter check, double check, and then she's like, uh, I'm sorry, we don't. Um, well, thank you for your time. Certainly. And she hangs up. What, did, what does the Empire Hotel receipt say on it? Uh, it says payment for one month. Does it have a room number? No. Does it have a date? Uh, date is about nine days ago. Is, it, is there any other information on the receipt? Like, nope. It's pretty anemic. Hmm. What if 
Well, the one idea was to take the, the coat back and say, look, this was sent for cleaning. We need to return it. Who is it going to is all I know. And then the other side, other idea is go walk to the staff and see if we can bribe some information out of them or something. Yeah, so the receipt's from um, last Friday, actually. Yeah, so if they paid for a month, that room's still that room's still under their purview. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing that room. There's no room number on the receipt, and there's nobody booked into the hotel under the name Judith Moreno or Luke Cesar. But I think your idea is good to go around to the back door of the hotel um, where the staff would be taking cigarette breaks, etc. And... Yeah, we show up with a carton of smokes and see who'll talk. Yeah. Okay. So who all is heading over to the Empire? <laughs> yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah. Okay. Let's go get some corn dogs on the boardwalk there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What what time of year is this? I missed that. Is it wintertime or summertime? It's hot. It is April. It's April. It's April. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to run upstairs and grab a Macintosh and a hat. Okay. And possibly dark sunglasses. <laughs> For sleuthing. For sleuthing. Yeah. Okay. And also so that in case I run into any of the Knoxburg bookstore customers, they don't know who I am. Right. Okay. So you all, all three of you head on down to uh, take the streetcar down to the boardwalk? Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. So the boardwalk, there's the pier with like the amusements and the carnival type people. And then along the boardwalk, uh, it's April. It's getting to be like starting to be kind of like a nice, nice day. It'll probably be much more crowded come this weekend. And there's a couple of hotels and other like, you know, amusement type places along it. Uh, but the Empire is probably the, the biggest hotel down here. Probably dates back to, you know, being like luxury hotel back, you know, 50 years ago. Now, maybe a little bit more rundown. So do we Man think walks that... by, get your hot dogs, get your hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think we need a story before we go up there or we can just go up and ask questions or? Well, I'll persuade. I got persuade as a skill. So there's that. Um, and disguise. But I don't know if disguise is really relevant if we're going to approach the staff. It's more of just a inquiry. But I think we got to come with bribes. So I know, we, I know we had a little bit of cash and well, I wasn't kidding about the smokes or whiskey or something. But got to get a sense of like where the staff actually are figure that so hopefully there's a break room there's a break space out in the back that'd be super cool there must be i'm assuming that this kind of a hotel has its own laundry so there would be yeah people taking breaks from all kinds of jobs and if it's april then it's pleasant enough outside maybe that they'd want to step outside yeah so even if they weren't necessarily smoke everyone wouldn't be smoking a cigarette but they might come outside for a break just because yep. they'd want to get outside what i might do though is fabricate that my husband's been cheating on me and here's a receipt for the space that he's got he wants to know i want to know 
who he's been sleeping with. So that kind Brilliant. of plays. <laughs> so I'm hoping the staff can help me, and I'll reward him handsomely if they can. I want to know where that room is, and I want to know who my who my man has been shacking up with. So that's that's what I'm gonna go. So I think my, that's brilliant. My friend here is okay. gonna take care of business or whatever. You know. Okay. And why am I here? That's like I don't know. Because um, you like a mystery. Moral support. Sure. We'll cut you in on whatever we're getting paid. Not that we know what we're getting paid yet. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like for the for the storyline, I'm like, what what role am I playing? Um, <laughs> The supportive friend, yes. Sure. <laughs> look out. <laughs> the lookout. Okay. Yeah. Um okay, so Ace and uh Jelly sort of hang out on the boardwalk uh near the alley that runs alongside the hotel. Or like, you know. And then Lana, you sashay your way back there? Yep. All right. And yep, sure enough, you come back and around back there is an area like a loading dock type place where you can see that uh, people have been working and there's some folks out here uh, smoking and like drinking soda pop. Probably taking a break. It's pr probably still pretty hot down in the laundry. I'm going to do my best to look like I'm on my witted and flustered and angry. And I need help. And like, I'm going to walk up to the first person I see of color. And I'm like, I need help. My, and I'm just going to do that whole husband story. Sell it as best as I can. And wave that receipt around. And, and, and make sure they can see it, but not let them have it, you know. And, and just do a show. Uh, All right. You know, not too loud. Just, but, you know, or I'm like, I'm like, help a sister out. I need to figure out what this is. You know, and, okay. Uh, give me a persuade roll. Sure. So you should have a three action dice for persuade because you have a check mark in it, right? Yep. Uh, I don't know if disguise really counts or not. Persuade. Yeah. What's that? I said I don't know if disguise counts or not, but uh, so I got a four. You're not five. technically in disguise. And you're not really pretending to be someone else. You're more trying to persuade them to help you. Yeah. With the story. Well, I got a four, a five, and a five. All right, so it's a partial success. Um, so they, person you talk to, this fella, he kind of like, you know, listens to your story and says, well, that's a, that's a shame. That's a right shame. Um, and kind of takes a look at the uh, the receipt, if you let him. Mm -hmm. And he kind of like, sure, he says, uh, dude at the desk, he's the only one who knows. There you go. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know which room you, that would be. Well, that's all right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it all the same. You have a good one. I'm just going to have to go talk to that man at the desk. That white man. Oversell it a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just putting on, putting on thick as lead paint. So I'm going to come back around and, and, uh, Ask my friends if they wouldn't mind joining me, and I'll go talk to the guy, but maybe hang in the lobby, just sort of keep an eye out. And that way they see who the person I talk to is, and then we can look for that person otherwise later if we have to. Because I don't expect to get anywhere with them, but I can at least try. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do the exact same rigmarole, maybe lay it on even thicker, 
enough to try to basically embarrass the guy to like tell me what I need to know so I'll go away kind of thing, you know? Maybe raise the commotion level a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good idea if it doesn't look like the three of us are together. So I'm just going to like let me march on in there and then just kind of like, you know, come be lobby lizards. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, go ahead and do the three dice again, but I'm going to say you have two danger dice. Um, one for being a person of color and one for creating a disturbance, which is something that hotel people hate. Yep. I'm banking on that helping me, but we'll see. Okay. So I got a four, a four, a one. And then a five and a four. So I think that their five beats my four. Yeah. Um, so your attempts to basically pressure them into telling you what you want to know by, you know, to get rid of you, uh, kind of backfires. Um, and they don't like throw you out because I think you still end up with a partial, if I remember correctly. Mm hmm. I don't remember if everything was canceled out. What was it oh, again? It was... I have a four, a four, a one, five, and a four. Oh, okay. I think you end up with just a one then. So, because um, I think the the five and the five cancel out the five and the four. Okay. Yeah. So that's actually technically a botch because your only, your only action dice left was a one. Okay. So, yeah. So you are being uh, manhandled and escorted out by Bellhop with a little hat. Cute. Do you wish to resist or fight? Nope. Nope. Because okay. I'm just allowing that that Ace and and, and Claire in there and, and can see who the bell see who the desk person is. Yep. Makes it easier to spot him when he leaves the hotel at the end of his shift. That sort of thing. Yeah, he's middle aged man, balding on top, thin mustache. John oh. Waters. John Waters. Yeah. John Waters is the bellhop or the hotel clerk. Uh, the the guy behind the desk. Okay. The concierge, let's call it. Yes. So you watch Lana be escorted out. Do you guys follow her out or you just hang out in the lobby? I imagine um, that, you know, Ace is leaning against some kind of carved column, you know, and just slightly l lowers whatever newspaper he's been holding up and, <laughs> and raises it's it. It's my corn dog. And <laughs> a comic book. He's comic reading book. a Donald Duck comic book. Yeah. So I'm just going to look over at Ace and, you know, raise an eyebrow like, hmm? Mm. <laughs> All right. Just give me a moment. I'll go, I'll go talk to the concierge. It's like, is there a problem? And use uh, my... <laughs> can I help you, sir? Uh, this... Yes. Yes. <laughs> Gonna say this lady is an associate of mine. I think you should take your hands off of her. Oh, you're talking to the bellhop. Got it. Yeah. Uh, do you have like intimidate or something like that? I, have I mean, you're pretty intimidating, so I'm going to say probably. Yeah, I have a stare down with a oh. with a star on it. So I'll just say that and. <laughs> Give him the hairy eyeball and see what happens. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say that you don't need to roll for that. He just sort of like backs off. His job is not that precious to him. All right. You know, with his kind of teenager voice, he's like, 
I'm sorry, but you still have to leave. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try going up and talking to the hotel desk concierge person. Okay. And uh, I believe we talked on the phone earlier. I am looking for Judith Moreno, and I believe she is staying in this hotel. I believe she's here for a month. He kind of goes and he looks in the book and he kind of runs his finger down and it goes. No, I am sorry. Uh, we have no one here staying by that name. Do you have anyone who uh, checked in on Friday and is here for a month? Possibly. We have a lot of people who check in. Uh, Would you like to check in? Well, now that you've mentioned it. Yes, I would like to book a room for the night. Excellent. For one night? For a one single? night. A okay. single. Uh, he kind of says, goes ahead and he turns around the, the register and says, you know, uh, name and address here. And it will be $15 for the night. <laughs> oh, $15. Ouch. <laughs> I know. How much is that? That's $166.74. It's like a hotel room. <laughs> At a nice hotel. So yeah, that's sort of like an okay hotel. So I'll, I'm going <laughs> to fill in um, a fake name and a fake address. Okay. And uh, it is unlikely that I have $166.74 in my pocketbook, but... I would pay when I you know that somebody who has twenty bucks anyway. Yes, but I would probably pay when I check out, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless you're like really suspicious, but I don't think you do. You're you're pretty put together. I'm put together today. I was. This is excellent. I've been. And he hands you your key. Lovely hotel. So glad. Do you have any bags? Any gestures for the bellhop? Um, my bags around the corner. Uh, in the taxi. I wasn't sure if I was going to stay here or not. I'll be right back with my bag. Oh, yes. Claude, help the lady with her bags. <laughs> Follow me, Claude. So then I'm going to lead Claude out the door to where Ace is. <laughs> and I'm going to say, Ace, make this canary sing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Well, uh, just pick him up by the scruff of his neck and say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're looking for a Judith Moreno, and we believe she checked into this hotel on Friday. What can you tell us? <laughs> I don't know. Really? Um, can I use my human lie detector to try and tell if he knows and doesn't? Yes, you can. Okay. Do I need to roll? Um, you have a check on human lie detector? Yes. I'll say in this case, you don't need to roll. Uh, he genuinely doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's Ace. just doing his job and he's now being like rough, roughed up by this ham hock with a human attached to it. <laughs> he clearly, he doesn't recognize the name Judith Marino, though. It's too bad we don't have a picture of her that we could just like, have you seen this woman? I know. There's probably pictures of her in the society page that she's been running around with Luke Cesar. I know. This this calls for a visit to the 
Newsstand. Yeah. Newsstand. Public library, potentially. Probably if we just open up the local paper. Yes. Um, so, Ace, I need to come up with a suitcase, and I'm going to need $166.74. What? <laughs> yeah, you have to specify when you're talking about $2023 versus $1953. <laughs> Yeah, I, I that's can true. Get, yeah, here's your twenty. I need fifteen dollars. <laughs> okay, here's here's fifteen dollars, and here's two dollars to go buy a bag. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lana, um. I went ahead and I booked a room for the night, and I think this will give us an opportunity because this gives us a key and a way into the hotel, and then somehow or another we will be able to track this woman down. At that moment, uh, a sedan kind of pulls up on the curb right next to you, and Rocco climbs out and says, Can I have a word with yous? Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, Claude, the bellhop, like, Use that opportunity to like run. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, can I slowly back away? <laughs> yeah, he's mostly interested in these two. Okay. These two knuckleheads. So I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go and, you know, buy a bag really fast. Okay. And okay. show up. Go back in with my empty suitcase and check into the room. All right. We'll go talk to Rocco. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> all right, guys. I'm in room what? One fifty-three. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> With a lovely view of the alley. With a love, yes. <laughs> okay. Rocco says, "Uh, Big Tito, he's he's none too happy. Uh, the newspapers are saying." You guys uh, burned down the uh, O'Donnell's office. Who? Who was that? What happened? It wasn't you? No. A little more tactful than that. So someone else has tried to burn down O'Donnell? Bust up his place? Ask the cop. Create chaos? They showed up. Because O'Donnell's saying Tito's behind it. It's running in the Sentinel this afternoon. And he kind of like says, so you swear to God. Neither of you know that uh, that shifty filly Rudy had nothing to do with this. Nope. Uh, Rudy had nothing to do with this. Can you give me you guys? Give me a persuade roll to look innocent with little halos. Two, two dice, three dice. What's that? Uh, so you have persuade of three, right? Yeah. Or you have a check for persuade? Yeah. So I would say, yeah, you can roll three dice for that. Cool. I got a five, um, a three, and a five. All right, that's a partial. And then, Polly, do you have anything that you think would apply to subterfuge? I got to do my stare down again. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you're just uh, not even trying. You'll just stare at them. I'm just going to give them, like, the dead eye stare down. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> okay. Which uh, I have a star for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me three rolls, three dice for that as you stare down. Okay. Oh, I got a six, a four, and a six. Nice. nice. That's a that's a boon. You got an extra six. Nice. So Rocco, he actually starts to get a little intimidated by you from like your just ice cold stare with your one dead eye. <laughs> nice. 
And he says, all right. I'll tell Big Tito you guys had nothing to do with it. And I hope to God you're not messing with him. Because like I said, Big Tito, he needs this to go smooth. Yeah, smooth. We're on it, man. We're on it. <laughs> and then he climbs back into the car and kind of like taps on the roof and it drives off. <laughs> that was smooth. Nice. <laughs> I don't like that Rocco guy. Yeah, we got to get this sorted out, though. Yeah. What's Rocco doing here, anyways? Hey, hey, do you know what he's doing here? He probably just dropped off what's-her-name. Probably here having lunch. Yeah, well, I can't. I made a big scene there, so I can't go until the staff at the desk change. But, uh... Yeah, well. <laughs> but it'd be worth... It'd be worth, uh... Do they have a lounge in the lobby, or is it just a lobby? Like, does it have a bar area or anything? Uh, yeah, it has a bar area. It has, like, couches. It's pretty pretty deluxe. Is there a, a, a restaurant? Um, I'm assuming so. Seems like it's that kind of uh, old-school hotel. There's also restaurants up and down the boardwalk. A seagull flies over and begins checking you out. You stay away from my corn dog, seagull. Stay away. <laughs> Stare down. <laughs> All right. So, um, what do you guys do? Well, presumably, I'm not going to sit around in the hotel room. So, I would go back in with my pretend luggage. And by this time, Claude is probably ignoring me. <laughs> And just doesn't want to be involved, hopefully. So I'll He's just probably care. hoping that you're ignoring him and yeah. Then, yeah. If you <laughs> if you insist that he carries your very, very light suitcase, he will, but he, he probably would prefer it if you didn't didn't have to interact with you. Yeah. So I'll just <laughs> I'll go on in straight to the elevator and or stairs or whatever and go to room one five three and go into the room and put my suitcase on the suitcase stand and come back downstairs again. Okay. And go out front to see if the guy, well, if Lana and Ace are still around. I gotta see if I can find a new stand. Oh, yeah. There's like one on just down the block. Cool. Hey, Lana, help me. There might actually even be one inside the hotel. I know. I was thinking sometimes there's some inside the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's find a picture of this. Of this girl. If we can, in like the Peepers magazine or whatever. So I'll come find you all. I was like, my thought is tonight, if we distract the hotel clerk late, then one of us can slip behind the desk and, uh, you know, try and figure out who booked the room for a month on Friday. Yeah. And see the name of the hotel guest. We need to see the book. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different route. I'm gonna get the picture from a magazine. I'm gonna talk to my good friend Claude and see if he can help us out again. <laughs> well, that's uh Maybe slip my doll there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you go and you check out at the newsstand and get a couple of like the newspapers um, and basically like 
sit down on a bench and just start going through it, looking for the the society section. And uh, Lana, are you doing anything while Ace is hitting the papers? Uh, I'm going to go into a wardrobe change and uh, try to make myself look different enough that I can be able to go into the hotel without being hassled. Okay, so you're going to head back to your apartment? Yeah, just do a change-up. Get change Yeah. Okay. The downside of making a big scene. Hmm. And then, um, Shelly, what are you you up to this afternoon? Um, So, well, I probably should go to work. That's true. So I'll give Lana and Ace the card from the bookshop, business card from the bookshop, and say, I got to go in for my day job. Um, this is where... You could probably grab a streetcar at least part of the way with Lana. You okay. just would hop off downtown and she would keep going. So. I'm fascinated by this story. I got to know what happens. I'm, I'll be in the bookshop for the rest of the afternoon. I get off, you know, at six. If I have a chance, I'll ask around and see if anybody can tell me what Judith Moreno has been up to and if she's in... Okay. Had been in the news. So yeah, so uh, Ace, while you're flipping through it, you find that there's a picture of uh, Luke and Judy coming out of the uh, the Tropicana nightclub just uh, just Saturday night, and they both look pretty pretty glamorous. Um, Luke Cesar is a, a handsome looking uh, Latin looking man, and uh, Judy is platinum blonde, dressed to the nines. You looking at that? Out. You think she's a she's a little bit of a bombshell? You think that somebody would uh, definitely re- remember if they saw her? Yeah. Okay. I'll fold that page open in my newspaper. Yeah. And uh, have a little talk with Claude. <laughs> <laughs> he sees you as you come into the lobby, mm-hmm. and he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Say, come here, Claude. Okay, he kind of comes up to you. Hey, Claude, I'm not gonna hurt you. Just have a question for you, okay? Okay. Do you know who this lady is here? He kind of looks at the newspaper. Uh, that's 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 Luke's lady, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Luke Cesar? Have you seen her around lately? Not here. I'll pull out. They two... probably stay up. They probably stay up at like uh, that that fancy hotel, you know, the Bamford Arms. The Banfoot Arms? Yeah, that's where all the those high rollers stay. Oh, this yeah. place this is for like grandmas. <laughs> People come and visit with their kids. Oh yeah. Just go to the beach. Hmm. Interested. Interested. You haven't seen her here at all this month. Not ever, I don't think. I'd remember it. Alright. I'll flip him a quarter and go think. He catches it out of like instinct and then he's like, oh <laughs> make sure it's okay. <laughs> and then he kind of tips his little like pillbox hat. If you see her, you let me know, okay? Sure. Uh, who are you again, Mister? Name's Bob. Bob. Yeah, I'll be around. Okay. If I see if I see her and I see you, I'll let you know. Thanks, man. All right. There we go. All right. Hmm. So what's the the Bedford? The Rebrow? The Bamford. Bamford. Bamford Arms. Bamford Arms. How far is that from here? That's like downtown. That's like uh, near city center. All right. Well, should we call it for this evening? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think we're at a bit of an impasse. Mm-hmm. It'd be good to have the other folks here. I mean, my sense of it's that either dude's got a lady on the side, and that's what who she's putting up at that hotel for a month, or she's got a guy on the side, or something. Like, it may not even be her coat. It could be the woman, it could be whoever, the other woman coat. If there's a well, woman. it has Judith's name embroidered in it. Oh, okay. Well, that answers that. Um, Darren? Yeah. I just don't think a bottle of Coke is a, huge, is a huge scandal. So I, I Where... As far as I know, you left the coat at your cousin's place. Oh, right. Okay. So this is what my vague plan is. Um, when I get off work, I don't know how long it is. <laughs> like, I'll take the streetcar back to the apartment, pick up the coat, pick up, like, overnight things, give my father some kind of an excuse, go back to the hotel and with the coat, put the coat in the suitcase with some overnight things, like a, you know, nightgown, and then go down to the lobby with a book and get comfortable with the plan of just sitting in the lobby and watching people coming in for the evening and try and figure out you know, if I recognize anybody or, and since, you know, I don't have any way of contacting Ace or Lana, but this way I'll be sitting in the lobby in case they come by in the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, my plan is to come back to the hotel, just wardrobe changed enough and yada yada, and hopefully staff has changed, so it's, they don't recognize that the lady that was in the turtleneck and pants and boots, you know, it's all dress all formal and pretty. Yeah. Give me all this good. Yeah. Go have a drink. Yeah. (laughs) All righty. I'll go walk the pier and come back and have a drink. There you go. Stupid seagulls. (laughs) Stop it now. (laughs) 